Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Psych. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, with you here for the hour. Coming up during Midday Madness, we will hear from the best of the big show over this week. We'll hear from Steve Ashburner, senior writer for NBA.com, our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker, joined the guys a couple days ago. We'll hear from that, hear what he had to say about the Packers and their injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Also, we'll hear from our conversation that we had earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show with Tom Thayer, former Bears offensive lineman and broadcaster. All that coming up this hour, plus Rami will join me at 2.50 to do a little crosstalk and preview what's coming up on our show today starting at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, we will start off with what Steve Ashburner had to say to the guys a couple days ago, once again, senior writer for NBA.com. We will continue to recap what happened in yesterday's Bucks loss as they fall to the Heat 137-95 last night. An ugly, ugly loss, but once again, without so many players, whether it be Bobby Portis, Shemi Ojale, Rodney Hood, Dante DiVincenzo, no Drew Holiday, no Brooke Lopez either. So big pieces missing for the Bucks. But hey, I think Bucks fans can agree if anything taught us, if last year taught us anything that the regular season still is kind of meaningless when it boils down to it. But we will talk more about that on the Rami Show later on today. In the meantime, Steve Ashburner, senior writer for NBA.com, joined the guys on the Wendy's Big Show a couple days ago. Kind of get his thoughts on the Bucks winning the championship overall and then what he thought about them heading into the season. Steve, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Sure. Glad. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Okay, so first things first, uh, thoughts uh, on the Bucs uh, being able to come through, win an NBA championship last year, and how that whole thing played out. Yeah, I mean, it was terrific. Um, you know, when you consider uh, how that season began for the league overall, empty arenas, um, so much uncertainty coming out of the bubble. Uh, then you had, you know, the Bucks situation where, you know, the urgency had been dialed up big time uh, after what had transpired their previous two postseasons. And they set about the season, in my opinion, very methodically to address deficiencies and to improve their ability to adapt to situations at both ends of the floor. And, 
you know, it, 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 it hurt a little bit in terms of the uh, seating, but they knew that going in and it worked out, um, you know, when it came time to be prepared and, and to, to be able to at least feel, you know, resilient and resourceful enough um, to adapt to whatever teams threw at them or, as it turned out, what fate threw at them when it came to, uh, you know, having to win uh, when Giannis went down. I mean, that, that's still, when you think about it, um, that was it. That was, the, that was the trap door. That was the off-ramp, and they avoided that. Uh, the guys left behind stepped up big time and uh, set the stage for, you know, the memorable finals. Yeah, Holiday and Middleton both uh, played really well in, in Giannis's absence, obviously, and then went on uh, to play Brooke in the Olympics. Lopez too. Lopez, yeah, too. Brooke yeah. Lopez, too. And then, yeah, you know, those two go on to play in the Olympics, uh, and now the short turnaround and right back into an NBA season uh, they go. So rest will be paramount. What about Boonholzer, who, you know, gets extended in the offseason? John Horst, the GM for the Bucks, gets extended in the offseason. Boonholzer got put through the ringer uh, during that net series for certain. What do you make of Mike Boonholzer as a coach? To the victors go the spoils, right? Um, yep. You know, I don't know that I don't know that, that most coaches in this league, including Boonholzer, are as good as they are at their best or as bad as they look. Uh, at their team's worst. I think that um, a lot of times they're, I don't want to say along for the ride, but they really are uh, hostage to how their players respond, how their, how their strategies are met by the, the team on the other side, which, you know, always deserves credit. Um, you know, look, Mike is not, he doesn't strut. He doesn't, you know, he's not central casting when it comes to uh, a Hollywood NBA coach. Of course, none of them, is anymore anymore with the way they dress, right? You don't have the <laughs> Pat Riley and the Amani Oh, right, anymore. right, but right. But right. in, in, in this age, I mean, he, he worries as much, it seems, as the fans and, and from the looks of things. Um, but you know what? They played for him, and they played for him when it mattered most. Um, I thought that uh, he and his staff uh, were much better than they had been the two previous years, and, and that probably came from experience and time together and preparation, the things they worked on during the regular season. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's I think it's proper that he'd be extended and, um, you know, be able to enjoy this afterglow. And same, same thing with John Horst. I mean, you know, what, what more do you ask of a guy in the front office of the team than to put the pieces in place to win a championship? And to do that in Milwaukee where you don't have – sort of a full range of player procurement because free agency is, is really not an option for top-line guys, um, even if your salary structure allows for it. They're just not going to uh, choose Milwaukee in most cases. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's no small job that he and his staff did. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, there's no pressure on anybody right now with this Bucks team. And, you know, I know there are a few guys that will come due for contracts after this season. But in terms of the big guns, the heavy hitters, um, you know, I guess if you're going to look for a challenge, it's going to be um, fending off complacency. Yeah, uh, Steve Leroy Butler, um, how does a, a, a Grayson Allen fit in? He signed a two-year extension. Uh, I like him. He averages 10 points off the bench, but I'm trying to figure out how is he going to, you know, rotate in with Deep Vincenzo, Pat Connaughton in that group. He should – field of board from Forbes being your long range shooter. He's a good defender. I think he'll be nice coming off the bench, but how do you think some of the new pieces are fit with the Bucks? Yeah, well with Grayson Allen, I mean the contract seems to be a pretty bold statement that 
Um, you know, he is uh, in the cards, you know, in their future. Now, $10 million a year in the NBA is, is still a very tradable deal. So, you know, you're not saying it's not like they signed him to any sort of a, a, a maximum contract. Right, right. But it does, it does raise questions about, you know, what about Dante? And, right. um, you know, I, I mean, the, the timing of his injury and the fact that it's lingering into this season – I mean, I think that's really unfortunate. I, I thought they missed him at times in the postseason as if he – certainly he's a starter. So you miss a starter and you miss him almost as if he were a star because of some of the things that he brought to that team when it played at its best. So if this models his you know, future, I, I think that's, that's something that's a little, that's a little uh, wrinkle that needs to be ironed out. Um, and, I, and it'll probably take place on the court. I mean, if he comes back and he's able to – uh, contributor and has the same opportunities with Grayson Allen aboard that he had before Allen got there, then um, then things should be fine. But, you know, it raises a little bit of a, a question. I think Allen, you know, one of the most hateable players, right, in that deep tradition sure. and, and Christian Leitner. <laughs> I mean, he's grown up a lot since then. It's a different level. Um, he's he's pointed out, you know, multiple times that he's not the same guy. And, he, and even then, he was one of those guys that you tended to like if he was on the team you liked as opposed to uh, playing for somebody else. So um, he does what they need, and and I think that that's, that's helpful right now. Talk with Steve Ashburner, senior writer for NBA.com here on the Wendy's Big Show. Does the lack of a true backup big concern you at all? Because it's Brooke Lopez, and then after that, uh, I mean, it could be Mamu, uh, their second-round pick, or it could end up being, you know, maybe Bobby Portis is that fill-in five. They don't really have a true backup big right now. Yeah, I, I would be a lot more concerned if, if Portis had not come back, and I, and I thought that he was not going to come back given the money situation, but he accepted a lot less. And I think that, that with, um, you know, with a rotation of Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and Giannis as needed, he, they use him at five. They go small, you know, uh, the rest of that of that lineup. And, you know, they're pretty dynamic potential um, offensive units. So, And they don't give up anything really defensively because of Giannis's abilities at that end of the floor. So I think with Portis and Giannis to be able to uh, to plug minutes um, when needed for Brook Lopez, I think they're fine uh, in terms of the big. Well, they brought George Hill back to another veteran uh and so they, it just seems like they're trying to get more um, because I mean let's let's I mean let's just face the fact they had a guy they brought in from Houston everybody liked didn't score a lot and he got in the face of KD and it, it, EJ Tucker you just had guys liked him and you know and now I think he's down in Miami I, I don't know if somebody needs to fill that role but I, it just seemed like George Hill may fill it from a a grown man standpoint, just keep everything together. Because ultimately it's the big three, Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. And you touched on something, Steve, I thought was amazing. They can play Giannis at five because the guy's a, a great defender, block shot. I just think they have a lot of tools to fit in together. And we just got to wait to see how it plays out, especially if they can beat Brooklyn. That would be amazing. Because I was going to ask you about Kyrie Irving, but I don't want to get – all in the weeds of that, but not having him makes you think that Brooklyn isn't as strong, of course. Well, I think they're caught in the middle right now. I think if they right. didn't have Kyrie Irving at all, if he if he was just, just gone, he's out for the season, right, he's gone, right, you know, right, he's right. not available, they'd be fine. 
I mean, when you've got James Harden and Kevin Durant and a very, you know, respectable, in fact, deep uh, supporting cast, I think Brooklyn can, can go, you know, they can go to the finals with that group. They don't need Kyrie Irving. If you had all three of them and they had the, the season to work out things they didn't really work out last season mm-hmm. because of injuries and, and COVID, they, then they're even more formidable, you know. But Kyrie Irving, the way they have him, is a distraction, in my view. And that's something that, that will be an irritant. It'll be, you know, it'll be that pebble in your shoe. And, you know, until they figure out a way to deal with that, and I know they don't want him around until uh, something changes, either his vaccination status or the mandates in New York. But um, it's still going to be there. They're going to ask, they get asked about it. They lose two or three games in a row. Well, wait, you, you miss Kyrie. They win three or four games in a row. It's like, you really need this guy. Maybe you got to, tra- you know, it's just there. And they don't need that there. And I, and I, I think that if he weren't there, um, they'd be a better team. And if he was yeah. fully in and committed and on board, they'd be a really better team. But right now, this is this just hovers over this team. And I, I, I think that it's a, it's sort of a, Oh, a, a, a little loftier version of the Ben Simmons. Yeah, you took me right where I wanted point. to go. Yeah, I said, why don't they just flop both of those guys? But me and Steve are scratching <laughs> our head. How this guy's giving up money. He's showing up in practice. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's been disrespectful. He's doing all the just move him to Brooklyn and let Kyrie go to Philly. Then there's no man. I don't know if there's a mandate there or not, but then he can play. And then everybody can go their separate way. Kyrie can get his extension for 185 million. He'll be. I, I just don't get it. Steve, fix it. Fix it right now. Fix it. <laughs> I wouldn't fight that. I wouldn't fight a swap. I mean, I could. I could make cases for for positives, in you know, for both those guys if if they went where they went. Now, defensively, Kyrie Irving is a huge drop off from Ben Simmons, and all of a sudden yeah. now you put extra stress on the other Philadelphia players, particularly Joel Embiid, you know, who right now, when you have Ben Simmons either on the other team's best score or on the, you know, on the ball, on the point guard, you know, that that cuts Embiid a little bit of slack. He's a terrific defender, but he has to work a little less hard, and maybe he can do a little bit more as a help defender when, you know, he's not having to constantly clean up 
um, dribble penetration mistakes. And when you've got Kyrie Irving, there are a lot of dribble penetration mistakes defensively for your team. So that would not be helpful. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, if Kyrie came back, and you know what? The other thing you always discount with some of these you know, sort of moves is that guy is going to be – you know, hell bent on proving the team that got rid of him wrong. And if you have Kyrie, if you have Kyrie playing that way like to show team. to show Brooklyn, and you have Simmons playing that way to show Philadelphia, we'd really be seeing something. I would have give you more than a first round pick for Ben Simmons on his best day. There, there is absolutely no chance, no how. I, do you know what I say about Ben Simmons? He is a more athletic, less physical version of Draymond Green. He's a great situational role player with a lot of great shooters around him. Take that away, and he's not that. Yeah, well, we, you know, we'll probably see because I don't expect him to stick with Philadelphia for this season. No. Um, you know, it's floated that if he were to go to a team, that would be a worse team in terms of one-loss record. But if he were to go to a team where they had shooters around him, uh, complimentary players, people didn't look to him to score, you know, Correct. I mean, what kind yeah. of a shooter was Magic Johnson? I'm not saying Ben Simmons is Magic Johnson, but if you do those things and you're not, you know, really focused on, uh, you know, Scoring. what's a shooting form. You know, my biggest problem with Ben Simmons is he's too young to be this stubborn. He, he's stuck in his heels and he would not improve in a weakness. And that's what you're supposed to do. We hear this about the great players. I mean, LeBron and Jordan before. And, you know, every summer, Giannis presumably, I mean, from what we've seen in the preseason, every year they come back and they've improved on something. And Ben Simmons just sort of stubbornly refused to address a need in his game. And, and I just think that that's, a, that's bad form. Whether you can win with him or not short term, I just think that's a bad example, and and you're not going to max out a player, even though you've maxed out his money. Exactly, Steve Ashburner, senior man, writer for NBA.com. Follow him on Twitter on, at AshNBA. Steve, thanks so much, man. Please Appreciate come it. Back. You got it, guys. Anytime. There he is, Steve Ashburner, senior writer for the NBA.com. He joined the guys a couple days ago on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Once again, it is Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Coming up next, we'll hear from our Odyssey NFL insider and former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker. Hear what he had to say about the Packers. Coming up next. It is a pick-and-save football Friday here on The Fan. Once again, it is Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon for you. As mentioned before, we're getting you ready for Packers versus football team this weekend. We'll have the Sprinkler Fitters injury report update for you guys coming up on the Rami Show today at 3.30. In the meantime, our Odyssey NFL insider and former offensive lineman Ross Tucker joined the guys on the Wendy's Big Show to kind of give his thoughts on the Packers-Bears rivalry as well as look ahead to this week. Here's what Ross had to say with the guys. Hello, Ross. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sparky. How about yourself, buddy? Uh, doing good. Hanging in there for sure. Uh, talk about this uh, Packer-Bears game uh, from over the weekend. Uh, this Bears offense looked pretty good. Marched down the field on the Packers, scored. I think maybe the Packer fans were a little nervous by how easy it was, but after that, the Packers tightened things up and were pretty good. I, I think it says a lot uh, about Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator of the Packers, uh, as far as how well they're playing, considering – they're down Zadarius Smith. They lost Preston Smith in that game. They had no Jair Alexander. They had no Kevin King. They lost Savage to a concussion. Uh, and still somehow, some way, still getting the job done. Yeah, there's no question. 
Um, I've been really impressed with what the defense has done with who I think are clearly their two best players in Darius Smith and Jair Alexander. Um, I was as anyone about the firing of Mike Pett and the hiring of Joe Barry. I would say over the last few weeks, it's, it's looking pretty good. I mean, for them to play the way they have defensively, given those guys are out, I think it speaks very well of how they'll be when Jair comes back. I, I wouldn't expect Sedarius back for a long time, but I do think, if at all, by the way, but I do think it's, uh, it's a really good thing. It really is. Now, that said, it felt like, I don't know if it's the Bears' offensive line getting better or what, but it felt like there were pretty good holes for Khalil Herbert to run through. It felt like a decent amount of the time Justin Fields had time to throw. So I, I don't I wasn't encouraged by that part of it. And ultimately points is what matters, but I'll be curious to see how the pack do defensively when they play, you know, some of the teams that are a little bit better. Like but they did pretty good against the Bengals. That's that, I I'd be even more impressed by that than I was against the Bears. Well, Arizona scares the crap out of me a week from Thursday, obviously, uh if they're as hurt as they are right now to have to go up against that Cardinals offense. I think this Packers defense can survive Washington this week though. I'm not as concerned about that offense. No, I'm really disappointed and surprised by both Washington and the Giants, for that matter, in the NFC East. I thought for sure they would both be better. I thought they'd be, you know, close to 500 ball clubs. They're bad. I mean, they're both really bad. You know, the the Chiefs were dropping coverages. The Chiefs had terrible turnovers, and they still blew out Washington. So I I don't know what's going on there. Their defense has taken a huge step back from a year ago and obviously you know Heineke does some decent things but I always thought they'd be better this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and that's kind of you know playing itself out what did you make of that play design that they had there at the goal line that first score for the Packers uh that shuffle pass to Lazard inside coming off the motion by Aaron Jones loved it loved it I love the shovel pass down near the goal line because you're getting slow going to the outside and then it, it's almost like a downhill run because it's an inside run, but all the flow is going outside. So unless one guy sees it coming and just blows up the guy you're going to shovel it to, those things have a high tendency of having success. Plus, as we know, you know, if he drops it or whatever, it's not a fumble. It's an incomplete pass, which is good as well. I think that's the reason why the Chiefs do it so often you know, they're shoveling down near the goal line. It's just a great way to get the flow going laterally, but then have a vertical run. You know, when we talk about this this Packers offensive line, David Bakhtiari can start practicing this week. Now, nobody expects him to necessarily play this week. Uh, probably more questionable whether or not he'll play on Thursday, uh, next Thursday against the Arizona Cardinals. From a Packer perspective, are you going to give him like every last practice available before you have to activate him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they'll have a pretty good feel for it as to when he's ready. Um, there's not a need to rush him. I mean, they, they just won five games in a row without him, which is another thing I'm just so impressed by. You know, I mean, I, I thought the Packers would probably be five and one or around that at this point, but to lose the first game and then win five in a row and to do it, Without the guys on defense we talked about, and Bakhtiari, and Elton Jenkins for a couple weeks, and Josh Myers is left. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, they've been missing a lot of guys, and the beat has just continued to go on. 
uh, it really bodes very well for the Packers the rest of this year. I think the the negative probably for the Packers is just that the NFC seems uh, a lot better than I thought it did, right? I mean, I thought it'd be either Packers or Bucks, maybe the Rams, but certainly the Cardinals and the Cowboys look legit. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. I think McCarthy and Dak Prescott and those guys have that offense going. C.D. Lamb with a big game uh, coming off uh, this this last game. Obviously, uh, Zeke, who started off a little bit slow, seems to be picking it up. Pollard, obviously, uh, a nice player as well. But when you look at this Packers team, uh, again, is we continue to look at this team, with Jones uh, and Dylan, and you have a game in which you run the ball more uh, you have more run attempts and you do pass attempts in a game. That's probably not going to happen all that often. But Rogers says after the game that if that's how they're going to have to win games, then he's fine with it. I never thought I'd see the day where it would be that type of difference as far as run to pass attempts. Yeah, I think it's great to show and prove they can win that way because you're going to get teams that don't want to get beat over the top. You're going to see more of the, the two deep safety look seeing if Aaron and the offense can stay patient. Will they keep running it? You know, we saw that earlier in the season when they played Detroit, and they got to prove that they'll just keep pounding it and running it, and I think they showed that again against Chicago. And they might not put up as many points. It might not be as sexy, but it's still a, a, a very good way to win, and that's why they've got the two backs they did. I mean, that's why they, they re-signed Aaron, and they drafted A.J. as high as they did. Follow Ross Tucker on Twitter uh, at Ross Tucker NFL. And of course, follow the podcast that he does too at Ross Tucker, a pod as he joins us here on the Wendy's big show, our Odyssey uh, NFL insider. Leroy Butler and I yesterday got into a conversation about Dylan and Jones uh, because I was watching the other night, this uh, TV show called NFL icons. I think Rich Eisen um, is the, the voice of it. And they did a thing on Vince Lombardi. And they were talking, they had a camera, I guess, back in the day that followed them around uh, the whole the whole season. And then they did like a four-hour sit-down interview with them. Um, but apparently the video wasn't working, so all they have is audio. And they get into talking about uh, the sweep. Uh, and John Madden talks about how, you know, he was in a JUCO, uh, coaching at a JUCO school uh, and went to this deal that, that Lombardi was uh, talking at. Uh, and for four hours, he talked about the Packers sweep. They took a break, came back, and he talked four more hours about the Packers sweep. Uh, and then Holmgren came on in this TV show, and he talked about the Packers sweep and designed it and how he kind of paid homage to Lombardi, and they ran it when Holmgren was in Green Bay, including uh, in the Super Bowl with the two pulling guards out in front, that lead fullback. We don't see that that play specifically nearly as much in the NFL, yet it feels like the running game is coming back into fashion again in the NFL do you think that play works today in the NFL? You know, I think it can. Um, I think a couple things. Number one, in general, defenses are faster uh, than they've ever been before and can run those things down. The, the real issue, though, is the defensive linemen. You know, when you're pulling both guards, it's hard to not get any penetration. If it's a penetrating defense, when those guys pull, there's a really good chance you can have penetration, which kills any running play. I, I don't think back in the day, I think they were able to get the down blocks a little bit easier than they would now. But you still see variations of it every once in a while. You just don't see it like as a staple. 
the other thing we were talking about uh, yesterday, Leroy, and myself, as far as the pro set uh, in the National Football League, which, you know, the Niners used to run to death with Craig and Rathman both in the backfield at the same time. Now, part of that obviously is uh, the fullback position not being as popular as it was, but if you look at this Packers team with Jones and Dillon and that two-back set, don't you think that could be dangerous? They've ran it a couple of times this season. Would you want to see them run it more? I'm actually surprised um, that more teams don't do that because the best edge you have as an offense is typically your running back going out for a pass against a linebacker. Because a lot of these running backs now, like Aaron Jones, they're basically receivers. And going against a linebacker, I mean, that's a, a huge advantage. You know, if you have two running backs in the game, you've got that extra blocker in the formation if you run it. And then both those guys can release out and be covered by linebackers. I'm surprised we don't see more of that. Or you can only choose to release one, have the other one block. I'm not a play designer or coordinator, but that's something I've thought about as well. He is Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Follow him on Twitter, Ross Tucker NFL. I have a tweet here from we tweeted out we were having you on, and I'm going to ask you about uh, this subject. He wants to know, he said, ask him about his mustard preferences. He's got takes. So you're a big, like, mustard snob, or what's the deal? Uh, yeah, I take mustard extremely seriously. <laughs> uh, it is by far the best condiment. Oh, no. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, by far the best condiment. And then the thing I don't really understand that really bothers me in society is how much regular yellow mustard's out there. Like, what are we doing? Anybody with half a brain cell knows that spicy mustard is way better than regular yellow mustard. So what I don't understand is, like, I'll go to, like, a Subway. They don't have spicy mustard. No, no. Like, spicy deli mustard. Right. They, they're only required to have regular yellow. And I cannot come up with a single situation where regular yellow is better Man. than a spicy mustard. I got to tell you something. I, I'm going to fess up here. I don't have a brain cell because I've I've eaten yellow mustard my whole life. Like, when I was growing up, I would have, like, mustard and cheese sandwiches. Like, I love mustard like you do. Mustard and ham and cheese, mustard, salami and cheese, mustard on most of my subs that I get, like you reference or whatever. Brown mustard, I've never been a fan of. That's not what you're what? talking about. You're talking about spicy mustard. Is that different than brown mustard? No, brown mustard no. is spicy mustard. No, no, what are you no, talking no, about? No, 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 no. Brown mustard no. has so much more flavor. It's You live in the mustard capital of the world. <laughs> In Wisconsin. What are you talking about? I'm just telling ask you, man. Your, ask your callers or everybody hit All me right. up on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. I guarantee you. We'll make it a poll question. That most people will say spicy. All right. We'll make it a poll question. We'll put it up as poll question. My producer, Toby Altiz, we'll put it up. Uh, so it's brown mustard or yellow mustard. That's the poll question, correct? Nah, put spicy so people know what we're talking All about. All right. So put, yellow mustard put, put or yellow spicy mustard? mustard and put spicy brown. Spicy brown. Spicy brown mustard. All right, fine. And we'll tag you in it so you can retweet it or whatever else, and we'll see what we'll see what the people say at the end of the day. Sounds great. Very good. I did not know that's what we were going to talk about, but that's good stuff. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Thank you so much, Ross. All right, see ya. All right, look. Now, I'm not a very picky eater and all that, but I think most Wisconsinites can agree that Look, there's nothing wrong with yellow mustard, but at the end of the day, if you want to live life a little bit, you know, step outside the box, enjoy your condiments and all that, 
you got to go with the spicy brown mustard or even Dijon mustard, any of those. I mean, yellow mustard is just so bland. So sorry, sorry, Sparky. I don't know if you're listening. I know I'm hosting your show right now, but I'm totally on Ross Tucker's side. I'm all for spicy mustard, but that's another story at the end of the day. Maybe we can ask Rami about that in a little bit. All right, it is Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon on Sparky's Midday Madness. Coming up next, we'll hear our conversation with former Bears offensive lineman Tom Thayer earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Also get his thoughts on the Packers-Bears rivalry, the game over on Sunday, and what he thought of Aaron Rodgers' comments saying, I own you. To Chicago Bears fans, that's coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan. Welcome back in, everybody, to Sparky's Midday Madness. I am Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this hour. Coming up today on The Rami Show in just a little over an hour, we'll be talking to Ryan Horvat, our good buddy, host of Bet MGM Tonight. We'll be getting his thoughts on Packers-Washington football team as well as get his bets, best bets Excuse me for the weekend. Also, we'll talk with that dude, as we like to call him on the Rami Show, Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider and Packers beat writer for the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. We'll get the latest on the injury report and more coming up at 445. In the meantime, we do want to bring you guys this. We were joined by Tom Thayer earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, former Bears offensive lineman and broadcaster. Kind of got his thoughts on the Packers-Bears game over this weekend, as well as what he thought of Aaron Rodgers' comments and what Olin Krutz had to say on 670 to score and all that. So without further ado, here is Tom Thayer joining the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. Tom, thanks for the time. Gary, Tim, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. The I, I, reason why I called you, because I, I do the post-game show here, and uh, when I saw Aaron Rodgers score that touchdown – and do the I own you, I still blah, blah, whatever he's going at, it, right? And I said to myself, self, had that been when we played Tom, all hell would have broke loose. Then, yeah. then oh, I heard, sorry, uh, is it, is it, is it Crutes? Then I heard Crutes on a radio station said, I'd have punched him. You got that real quick? Can you play that? Olin, you uh, you talked about wearing two hats when we were in the pregame show. You talked about being a Bears alum and being a an analyst. And you said that when you made the pick and you picked the Bears to win the game, you did so because you're an alum. When you, as an <laughs> alum, let's keep that hat on. When you see Aaron Rodgers run into the end zone, and he he apparently was flipped off, and he tells the crowd. I, I still own you. I still own you. I've owned you my whole blanking life. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I like and, to punch him in his face. To yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to punch him in his face. <laughs> uh, when, when you see that, that's your first reaction, right? Um, I don't care if you're right. I don't, you know, I don't care what his excuse is. That's just is your first reaction. I don't care if he, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that's, that's a lame excuse at the podium. I saw some lady flicked me off and I blacked out. Look, 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 just, just say you, that, that's how you, we all know this is the kind of guy you are, you know, competitive and that's the way you feel. And you have won a lot of games here at Soldier Field. Uh, and, you know, just because you're right, it doesn't make you right for doing it. Uh, doesn't make us any less pissed off here. And, and, and we should all look like, like Justin Fields showed you on the podium after the game. Uh, there should be a little edge after this, after a while, you know, after a while you get sick of getting beat up and it's been a long time here. And, and um, you know, I, I guess, 
I, I can't say too much. I know you guys have a dumb button there. Uh, I'd like to tell you exactly <laughs> how I feel about it. Uh, but I can't say too much on this radio show, uh, on the radio, about exactly how I feel about Aaron Rodgers doing that. That's from Olin Cruz at 670 score. Uh, Tom, your 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 thoughts on that? And I don't want to come out and sound like I'm not, I'm against Rodgers. All I'm saying is uh, th- that that kind of thing sometimes backfires on you when you're in a rival rivalry game like the Bears and the Packers. Yeah, you know, it's um, you know, I add ten more years to my you know time with the Bears, and you know, I that's what I have on Olin and my experiences with it. However, you know, it's hard to deny. You know, he's 22-5 and five against the Bears all time. And, and I've broadcast every single one of those games throughout, throughout that time. I've been doing it for 26 years. And I can say, um, as Aaron has been the starting quarterback of Green Bay, I've never walked into the game confident, um, thinking that it was a foregone conclusion that the Bears were going to beat him. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to accept. And... Thankfully, during my time playing against the Green Bay Packers in my career, we never really lost against the Packers. But <laughs> the shoe's on the other foot, and uh, you can't deny it. And I hate it. I hate it equally as much. You know, I hate it. I'm envious. I'm jealous. I admire how great of a uh, quarterback he is. But man, doing that in your own uh, your own uh, house, it's kind of tough. If I was a Bear and I was playing for him now, and- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And they had a good player. They got ahead of Green Bay on that next football game. I do the Lambeau Leap. Uh, just, uh, you know, if you're going to yeah. throw a pitch at me, I'm going to throw one at you. Yeah, and and I don't know if we're, if we're there yet these days, uh, but with the taunting rules and all that, Tom, I got to say, uh, you know, growing up and living in Kenosha for forever, I've had an opportunity to listen to you for many many years, and and I have to admit here now, hear me out. When you and Jeff got together, I was like, oh man, I go from Wayne Larravee, and before that, Jim Hart was in the booth and all that down in Chicago. And I didn't like it at first, I, I got to admit. But now I think you guys have really, really captured the theater 
of a Chicago Bears game. And and when you were playing, was was that kind of the focus for you? Did you want to get into broadcasting or what? You know, I think um, our requirement to watch tape um, and our position coach was a guy named Dick Stanfeld, who's a Hall of Famer, and he was also an offensive guard. And the knowledge that he gave you and the experiences that you had in watching tape with a guy that that's smart about offensive football and offensive line play specifically, I just got into enjoying watching football. You know, because I was doing the Bears, I was up there and I had access to all the games. And so I wasn't only watching Bears games. I was watching other football teams, teams that were having success, teams that were having you know, difficulty, whatever the case may be. And um, I just think it was, um, you know, that was the part of it, being an offensive lineman and watching so much tape. And then having the opportunity to work with Wayne initially, man, it was awesome because the dude's the best of the best. And um, it was a great experience for me. And then a year with Gary Bender and now all this time with Jeff, who uh, Jeff is an incredibly hardworking guy, man. He gives everything he's got to be a great broadcaster and the time and effort he puts into it. Um, I hope he does it long after, you know, long after I'm done and as, as long as he wants to. Yeah, Gary, Gary, when, when you listen to Thayer, it's always when there's ball out, it's ball. It's ball. <laughs> ball right on the air. It's like, it's like he's still on the field. It's pretty That's cool. That's where it's supposed to be. You know, Tom, I, and I guess maybe the NFL has is, is changed a little bit. Do you think this rivalry, because of the one-sidedness with the Packers here as of late, the rivalry has kind of changed a little bit with it? Maybe the emotion is not what it used to be? No, I think it's got even more, you know, just speaking from the Bears, you know, um, because I know, you know, we recently had the alumni weekend and everybody gets together and it's still the most heated topic of anything that we talk about amongst each other with that's specifically football related. And it is about Aaron and the Green Bay Packers owning the Bears throughout the Favre and Aaron Rodgers eras. Um it's about the frustration and the lack of development in some aspects of bear football to put them in a more confident position to maybe compete for the division. So, no, I don't think that the power of the rivalry, uh, you know, um, is incredibly because, you know, we also Virginia McCaskey, who is one of the sweetest, most knowledgeable football people in the world, who's 97 years old or whatever. And, um, her expressions change in the Green Bay Bear uh, week and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it means a lot, and it's, uh, you know, there's a whole, you know, multiple generations of people that have a, a relationship to this rivalry. How, how do the Bears fans, and again, we're talking to Tom Thayer here on the Wendy's Big Show, how do Bears fans cope with these lists that come out when you compare the rivalry, Green Bay and Chicago, of all the quarterbacks that have started for the Chicago Bears, and, you know, I, I, quite frankly, I'm in the industry, and I'm getting sick of looking at the list. But <laughs> during the Favre and, and Rodgers era, and then you, you go side-by-side side with all, all the Bears uh, quarterbacks, where is Justin Fields in that list? And he, is he the franchise guy? There were some things that I liked uh, in the couple of games he's been in. I mean – you know, since the moment they moved up in the draft and his name was announced and thankfully not somebody else's, um, it gave the Bears hope for the future. 
because, you know, they were pretty down and out up into the point, and now they have, um, of all that, that frustrating list that you talk about, uh, a bunch of, you know, really, you know, a long list of different quarterbacks and minimal lengths of success. Um, now they're hoping that they have, they've picked a guy that can have 10 years of the success. Can he, you know, take the baton from a guy like Aaron Rodgers and run the division for a while? Um, and that's what, that's what the Bears fans are, are living on right now. And, you know, and it's kind of like a, a political split because some people say, well, we should, you know, still keep uh, Andy Dalton as the starter here and let Justin develop behind the scenes. And then you have the other group that, hey, we got to play Justin now. You know, Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. Everybody's fighting for second place in the division. So try to get some playing time, you know, even though he's, he's not ready. So, you know, it's a topic um, – that you know is out on the in the media market every week here but you know it still gives the bears fan base hope for the future yeah, speaking of future tom head coach matt Nagy, is, is his future then tied with justin fields the success of just justin fields I think it's beyond Justin. I think it's the whole team. It's it's the you know how does Sean Desai, a brand new defensive coordinator, how does he navigate his way through the season, and how how is the defense at the end of all this? Where is Justin Fields' development at the end of the season, and you know will it be even comparable to a guy like Russell Wilson? Just to, just to throw a name out there. And then overall, the win and the win loss record. Um, it's I think there's going to be a couple different factors that are going to, you know, help make that decision. But I think Justin's development is probably at the top of the list. He's but he's he's been under fire though, Tom, on on a number of different platforms, including in in the Chicago market. Uh, and and I'm talking about Nagy and 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 these guys at at the um, at in the front office. It's just, do you see them turning this around? Is it does it all hinge on this year? I mean, that that's sad to say that you're gonna you're gonna judge um, you know a guy that's made the playoffs two of the last three years, all on a span of what eight nine games left. Well, you know, I I, I think you know there's a lot of built-in excuses of the past that you know Nagy did not pick Mitchell Trubisky, so to blame. You know, the process of his career now being in Buffalo, you know, it's not going to be laid on him because he wasn't the guy. That's why I think there's so much emphasis on a guy like Justin because Matt had a hand in the whole scouting process of the quarterbacks that were out there this year. And, you know, thankfully this was the name that they decided on and were able to trade up to. But, you know, um, in some way – you know, if Aaron is there in the future or not, you have to be competitive against the Green Bay Packers in order to put yourself in a division race. And to me, that's, you know, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm a Bears fan my whole life. I grew up in this area and I'm I'm an alumni. I I think if you become satisfied with, you know, second or third place in your division and, you know, getting into the playoffs without any success, I, I think your goals have to be loftier than that. So, you know, all of us, again, hoping for significant improvement by Justin because the schedule for the Bears doesn't get it any easier. And you've got to see the attitude of the players. You know, I think that's constant judgment of to see where your, your fra- what direction your franchise is growing in. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a lot of our listeners that are crying a river for Chicago's no, challenges. Heck no, I don't want you to. <laughs> Just like the Illinois people, we're not crying for the Wisconsin people. <laughs> there you go, Tom. We appreciate you, the Tom. time, man. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, see you guys down the road. That was our conversation earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show with former Bears offensive lineman and broadcaster Tom Thayer. He joined the guys on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. It is Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon on Sparky's Midday Madness. Coming up next, I'll talk with Rami Makloff. What we talk about? Stay tuned. Find out. Next, it is a pick and save football Friday here on the fan and Sparky's midday madness. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon here. A couple more minutes before the Rami show begins at three o'clock. Joining me now is Rami Makloff. Rami, how are you today? I like the way you said that. The Rami show. Like yeah. the Ohio State University. You know what I mean? How really pretentious Ohio State people do that? Yeah, it's. Uh, Should I don't... we be real pretentious about the show and call it the Rami show? Should we tell Big Voice Guy we need an adjustment? On, I think on we the do, open? but once you brought up the Ohio, I'm not a like college football fan, but like sure. that, the way those Ohio State fans and alums oh, do that. Just, super annoying. Yeah, like really, I remember really uh, annoying. my parents had like a meeting from like one of their work things and they told me that <laughs> the person was from Ohio State and they put that like in their. PowerPoint. They put the Ohio State yeah, in, the, like, in, the power, in the PowerPoint. All caps. Nice. All right. Nice. Um, That's not. So earlier this hour. Pretentious at all. Oh, right. Mm-mm. Earlier this hour, uh, just a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious where you land on this. Yeah. Um, we heard from our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker, and former NFL offensive lineman. Sparky brought up an in- interesting question um, that apparently Ross is huge on. Where do you land on this? Are you yellow mustard or do you prefer spicy mm. mustard? Mm, that's a good question. Do you I, like mustard first? Of I all? love mustard. Okay, good. I yeah. love mustard in all its forms. Yeah, there isn't a bad answer that, to this, in my opinion. That's what I said. You right. can't go. There's nothing wrong with yellow mustard, but I, what I said is, if you want to live your life a little bit and step outside the box, but I think it depends on what you're. I think it depends on what you're eating. Totally, it depends on like if yeah. I'm having like a hot dog, usually yellow mustard. Mm. No, I, I like Dijon mustard. Really? Yeah. With a hot dog, you fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, with with a hot dog, I'm going yellow mustard. Yeah. With a bratwurst, I'm going like a Dijon or a spicy mustard. I think Sparky said that he he disagreed with Ross because Ross thinks spicy mustard's the best. But I think Sparky also said that he really hasn't had spicy mustard all the time. Oh, much. well what, he can't talk about it then. Well, I know, but it's like are we are we surprised too? No. No. Sparky's yeah. and the guy has like nine Christmas trees. And he's the whitest guy we both know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope he's not listening right now. <laughs> I've said that to him. He knows. Yeah, I mean, he, he knows. We 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 all know, but we don't. Dude, have to yesterday, say it. two days ago, he was out here talking about how great Dotham, Alabama, is for their peanut festival. Like, yeah. come on, man. It's I just I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. I think festivals. I just I mean, like he's, he's food, talking about a strawberry festival, right? Like food festivals. Just it's just the most white people thing. I don't mind a food festival if it's like an array of foods. Or like, you know what I mean? You know, wings or like barbecue. Sure. But if yeah. it's just like strawberries. Yeah. What do, do strawberries need a whole festival? No. <laughs> no, they don't. Like, what are you doing with strawberries? You're either eating strawberries or you're making jam out of them. Or maybe you're covering them in chocolate. But like, other than that, what the hell are you doing with strawberries? You might make a smoothie, I guess. Do they have mm. smoothies at the strawberry fest? I love me a strawberry. Do you love me? Smoothie. I had a smoothie on the way here. Oh. To uh, breakfast burritos. It's amazing. Meanwhile, I'm doing a double. Just, was... <laughs> just didn't, uh, my producer's fine. 
He'll be fine. Just running on fumes and coffee. All right. My bad, dude. Why don't you uh, tell that's, us? That's my bad. No, I'm, I'm joking. Coming up on the show this afternoon, Sam Schmitz, you know what's coming up on the show yeah. today. You don't have to ask me. You know, but let me let me let the people know what's coming up on the show today. Out of the gates, what we do every uh, pick and save football Friday was the recipe for a Packers win and a Packers loss over that Washington football team on Sunday. And also, are you going to be okay with an ugly win on Sunday? Because the odds makers say this thing should not be ugly. The odds makers are saying this thing should be pretty easy so we're going to get into that we'll also have the injury report for you no the Miami Heat are still not a problem Ryan Horvat of bet MGM tonight the hammer will be here at 345 did you see he bet the whole NBA board tonight he bet the entire NBA board tonight he's a crazy person and he joins us at 345 four o'clock I was looking at this Packers team and man just what is what is the ceiling? And don't say the roof. If this team can get fully healthy, we'll get into that in the four o'clock hour. Also, the Ben Simmons drama keeps getting funnier and funnier. Ryan Wood will be here at four forty-five. It's a jam-packed show on a pick and save football Friday, as always. Here All on the that Army show. Oh, and, and I want to punch Tom Brady in the face. And mm-hmm. and uh huh uh huh. You let me down. What and. Our NFL, week of course, seven our picks. NFL Week Seven picks. <laughs> of course, our NFL Week Seven picks. I didn't forget that. No, it's I right there on the rundown. All that and more coming up next here on the Rami Show. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 